This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Filtering fake news. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Lindsay Stewart, founder and CEO of Stringer. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. Nice to Nice to see you. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, welcome. So, so what does Stringer do and what prompted you to start the company? So if you want to think about it in its very essence, Stringer enables the custom sourcing of video, whether it be live or taped. And the reason I came up with the idea is I was a TV news producer for more than a decade. And, you know, I'd walk into the office every day and I'd get an assignment and it could be something like tornadoes in the Midwest for, you know, World News Tonight on ABC. And there wasn't enough video. Uh, and I wish that there was a way to basically request of a larger population of people uh, for more video of what I was looking for. So that was the very heart of the idea, basically just that simple founder need of seeing kind of a key pain point of needing more video, needing a technological solution that helps us deliver it, and being able to reach out to a wider network of people. So you fast forward uh, almost six years later, we have about 100,000 videographers on one side of the platform, and then we're very happy to have a, n a number of really well-known media organizations like the ABC-owned stations or NBC stations that work with us, as well as some great investors like the Associated Press and Reuters. Explain the process by which you'll match news organizations with remote content creators to help cover the upcoming primaries and general election. Yeah, so we have a great initiative. We're working with the Google News Initiative, Stringer is, um, such that we are covering every single candidate as they canvas, as they uh, do their stump speeches across the country. Um, and the way, the basic mechanics of how that all works is either one of our own direct partners, say a media organization, or we, Stringer, the company, we also have some producers on our staff. They come into our platform, they enter in uh, the video requests that they want, and then immediately Immediately, those requests are viewable to our larger population of videographers who can read about the event, decide if they would like to cover it, hit accept, go shoot the event, upload it to our platform, and then that video is immediately viewable by our customers and by us. Um, so what that means is, is for instance, uh, last night, uh, you know, Mayor Pete pulled out of the race and uh, we got a, a press release saying that, you know, he was going back to South Bend, Indiana, and we were able to immediately assign a videographer to that, uh, that press event uh, within a few uh, minutes time. And then when the event was starting, shoot it and bring it back to our customers. And we do that every single day, countless times, really, and we can be pretty much anywhere we want at any time simultaneously because we have so many videographers who um, go out and shoot video for us. How does a news organization validate that remotely generated content accurately represents the facts on the ground? I mean, how do they filter for fake news? You know, that's a, that's a really good question, and I think some of it comes down to technology and some of it comes down to good old-fashioned reporting with the real human beings, and we have a combination of both. So here in New York and in London, we have a 24-7 curation team. It's almost like an assignment desk, like producers, 
assignment editors who are looking at the video as it comes in every single day. They're rating it. They're seeing who the source of the video is. Um, we also are able to capture a good amount of metadata from a clip. Uh, so we know where it was shot. We know when it was shot, um, at, which are very cool data points if you consider we also know where the videographer is standing at any one point in time. And so we can cross-reference that within our administrative side of the platform. We can see that Joe Smith, the photographer, you know, is standing in Miami and that his video indeed is also coming from that exact address in Miami. Um, whereas we can see that, you know, uh, Peggy Smith is standing in Cleveland and says her video is from San Francisco and we can put that into question. Um, so we're able to see where the videographer is at all times because they have given us permission to do so and we are also able to see where the video is being shot. Another point I would make is that Stringer is a closed platform to its, um, to its customers. So the only real way to win as a videographer on our platform is to provide what I call valid video. So if you're trying to cheat our system in any sort of way, we're going to know it. Um, that's not video that we are going to let surface to our, uh, to our customer set. Um, and then you won't make any money from it either So as a videographer. Uh, so we don't get a lot of fake video. It's not to say that we haven't gotten a little bit. It's almost misrepresented video. It's not so much the deep fake type of video that we're hearing about as of late. Um, but, you know, occasionally we do. And, you know, my human team takes a look at it and they go, that doesn't seem right. And they hide it from our customer's view and it never sees the light of day. Huh. What do you see as the dominant trends for broadcast media, especially as it relates to integrity and remote content creation? I, I see them, you know, I would say that the major media organizations in the first place have always really cared about integrity, and that has never gone away. A lot of the changes that you've seen, um, you know, broadcasters and publishers go through are really a byproduct of dealing kind of with the kind of Twitter universe, that things go out very quickly. A lot of people, just people in general, accept those, uh, you know, messages that go out on these instant platforms as fact. And so they, over the years, these media organizations have really had to fight how much much do we um, compete with just kind of what is being pushed out there on a second by second moment uh, or second by second basis rather and how much do we actually pull back and say our reporting really matters and I think what you saw about you know three maybe even five years ago is all the major media organizations trying to compete with that immediacy because that's what they were always known for now what you're seeing is them trying to really differentiate themselves in a way and 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 go back to really great reporting yes they have to be super timely. Yes, that matters. But on the other hand, what people are paying for, and when you think about paywalls or what publishers like to call subscriptions, they are now saying, how do we produce a piece of content that people are willing to pay for? And that's not necessarily the commodity that is second-by-second -second messaging that's available on other social platforms. Lindsay Stewart, founder and CEO of Stringer. If somebody wants to maybe be a customer of your new platform or maybe understand more about the work that you're doing, how can they do that? Yeah, you can link in with me, Lindsay Stewart. Um, I'm always happy to direct you to the right place. Uh, you can also go to our website, Stringer, S-T-R-I-N-G-R.com. Sounds great. And find more of my interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.